Democratic National Convention is undermining its own credibility, I'll tell you how. Also, we've got our first look at the new Sofia Coppola movie. That's ahead. This is the Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Tyler Huckabee. Welcome to The Relevant Daily, where I bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up right now. So first up, this is a, a little bit of a news story and a little bit of a take. Uh, usually here on The Daily, uh, we just call uh, balls and strikes, but we'll be editorializing this news a bit today. And this story is a little bit longer, so we're cutting down to just two stories instead of the usual three. On Tuesday, Democratic Party members lined up for night two of the socially distanced spin on the DNC as they prepared to nominate Joe Biden for president. Um, there was a pretty good night as far as these, uh, as far as the, this things like the DNC goes. Uh, has had a very moving roll call that hopped all over the U.S. and uh, the various territories to collect the tally of delegates for each candidate. Uh, this is normally kind of a dull part of the DNC, but this year state officials took the opportunity to showcase party diversity from states like Oklahoma and Texas and the South to Rhode Island to territories like Puerto Rico. Uh, it was entertaining and it was occasionally even moving. Um, but for such a forceful show of unity and forward progress, uh, it would have come across uh, quite a bit more convincing if not for one disconcerting presence, former President Bill Clinton. Clinton has spoken at the DNC every year since 1980 and inviting former presidents is pretty customary for national conventions. But as the DNC keeps reminding us, this is not an ordinary year. In an era shaped by a Me Too movement that has remade the cultural discourse around gender, power, and abuse, Clinton, with his multiple accusations of sexual harassment and abuse, should not have been invited to speak at all. This is my take. Organizers seem to sense this. Uh, they kind of sheepishly demoted the infamously long-winded Clinton to a four-minute opening slot. Uh, they may have wanted to cut his time even shorter. On Tuesday, a series of new photos were leaked that revealed Clinton getting a massage from one of Jeffrey Epstein's victims. Nobody associated with Epstein has ever accused Clinton of anything illegal, but the fact that they were friends speaks volumes on its own. On Tuesday, Clinton used his allotted window of time to point out that, and this is a quote from him, if you want a president who defines the job as spending hours a day watching TV and zapping people on social media, Trump is your man. Now, those are valid criticisms of Trump for sure, but one wonders if Clinton, who has spent years attempting to discredit his own accusers, is the right guy to level them. Democrats have sought to make President Donald Trump's treatment of women a pillar of their condemnation. Trump's treatment of women, both before and during his political political career has indeed been characterized by a lot of misogyny, and the current president also has a long history with Epstein. Uh, Democrats and all Americans should rebuke Trump's language and actions. They're horrifying, they're bad, they're disqualifying. But if they're wrong for one party, they're wrong for the other too. Democrats were already risking the moral high ground by nominating Biden, who has a history of making women feel uncomfortable. Inviting Clinton makes the whole line of attack feel like cheap politics, unmoored from any serious conviction. This year presented Democrats with an opportunity to prove they had learned from the mistakes of their past when it came to treatment of women. Clinton's presence suggests it's an opportunity the DNC will pass up. 
This is especially infuriating because the DNC has options. In 2018 and this year, just a few months ago, voters showed up in record numbers to elect a fresh wave of women to office, many of whom were extremely candid about their experiences with sexism. Rising stars like Georgia's Stacey Abrams, New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, were both given brief opportunities to share, but similarly compelling figures like Representative Rashida Tlaib, Representative Ilhan Omar, Congressional nominee Cory Bush, these were all conspicuously absent. This isn't to say that DNC didn't invite any women. They invited a lot of them. Michelle Obama and Dr. Jill Biden provided the most high-profile speeches of the first two nights. But offering an invitation to an infamously creepy political relic when avatars of a newer, more equitable future are available is just indefensible on the part of the DNC. It'd be easy for Democrats to point to the other side in all this, uh, to do some whataboutism. No matter how gross Clinton's behavior may have been, Trump is certainly guilty of some similar actions. But whatever your political persuasion, your goal should be less about attacking the other side and more about holding your own side to a high standard. Both parties fail at this all the time. That's why it's up to us voters to make sure that we hold them to a higher standard than they hold themselves. And that can only happen when we force our political leaders to disavow the ugliest parts of our history, even recent history, like it is in Clinton's case, and push forward to the better vision we all believe is possible. Future waiting for us if we're ready to build it. That's the end of that soapbox. Do want to throw in a little little bit lighter news, and we have some good news today. Bill Murray has reunited with Sofia Coppola for the first time since Lost in Translation for a new look at love and family, and Rashida Jones will also star in this new movie. It's called On the Rocks, stars Murray as kind of a boozy aging cad, and Rashida Jones as his disillusioned daughter in what's being called a love letter to New York. I don't know that we needed another cinematic love letter to New York, but I am excited about this movie. Murray and Coppola are a dream team. Rashida Jones is an excellent addition to the casting. Also, Marlon Wayans is going to be in this movie. Nice to see him getting to stretch his dramatic chops a little bit. Very excited to see how this one comes together. Uh, You can go check out the trailer over at the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. We don't know exactly when this movie is going to be out yet. Like every other movie this year, obviously there's a lot that's going to be dependent on just how things shake out with the coronavirus pandemic, but very excited to see this one when it happens. To read more about these stories and everything else we're covering today, make sure to check out the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. Also, for the latest, make sure to follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant, Facebook and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. You can subscribe to our other podcasts there as well. I'm here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.